Hi, and welcome to Five Good Thoughts. Today we have Dr. Mandy McMichael, Assistant Professor and Assistant Director of Ministry Guidance here at Bailey University, to talk to us about mentoring. Mandy, so glad you could be here this morning. Thanks for having me, Jack. It's great to be here. Yeah, well, as we get going on Five Good Thoughts of Mentoring, there's no one better that I'd rather talk to than Mandy. She is uh, helping to, to form hundreds of ministers every year here at Baylor as they go and have these kind of relationships and churches in and around our area. And so, again, just so glad that we could have this conversation. So, Mandy, get us started. Number five, five good thoughts on mentoring. All right, number five, say yes to mentoring, but don't say yes to mentoring everyone. I think that sometimes we feel like if someone comes to us and asks us to mentor them, that we absolutely have to say yes, that it's our obligation as a minister to make disciples, and so we want to invest in the lives of the next generation. Absolutely, we should be mentoring, but time is not infinite, um, and we know this, that we cannot do mentoring well if we agree to mentor everyone. So having that ability to say no to certain students while taking on the mentoring responsibility for others is really important. Um, but don't leave those students that you say no to out on their own, okay? This is where I think, like, yes, permission to say no, but use your network. You know someone who would be perfect for that student. So help use your network to connect them so that they have a mentor, so that they can be growing in their gifts for ministry. Yeah, that's a really great point. One, uh, it's always good to tell pastors, ministers, you have the permission to say no. We're asked for a lot of yeses, and it's good to know uh, that, that it's it's okay. It's okay <laughs> to say no. Uh, but also, to not leave them hanging, I do think that's really important as we imagine how do we really do this well. It is to, to invest in generations uh, above us, below us, and all uh, side us to find the right people that can speak into our lives. That's good. So number four, lay it off. All right, number four, spend time building a relationship. So much of the time when we think about mentoring, we think of it as I have to impart all of my knowledge to this person so that they know how to do ministry well. And so we might be meeting and say, well, today we're going to talk about how do we baptize? And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that. And then we're going to go practice it together. And it's wonderful if you are spending time talking about those practical things or that your mentor, your, the person you're mentoring might go on a pastoral care visit with you. Those are wonderful ways of mentoring. But that's not all mentoring is. Mentoring is about relationship. And if you don't spend time getting to know one another, building trust with one another, um, being assured of confidentiality within the relationship, listening to the person and what their needs are, what they're hoping to accomplish through this relationship you have together, uh, finding common interest even to do things that you might have in common outside of ministry. If you don't spend time building that relationship, um, then the practical sides of, of ministry will, will be even harder. Um, because when I'm in relationship with someone, when I know them and they know me and they've taken the time to hear me and the things I care about, then I'm more willing to listen to them um, and to learn from them because I, they have earned my respect. So making time to build that foundation of a relationship that goes beyond just um, imparting knowledge. Yeah. 
the, the getting down to business is always, I think, the temptation is that what we're doing is very important, and so we need to talk about all the nuts and bolts of this very important stuff. And there's no way that we could talk about it all through uh, a, a months or even a year of mentoring, and so we've got to get it done. But really, the relationship is the business. Well, and that you have... Uh, we feel like we have limited time mm -hmm. and, and this comes into like teaching a class like at church or in, in a seminary setting or whatever as well that oh we have to get all this content out yeah. um, well content can be you you could give them a book to read later mm -hmm. uh, you and then come back and talk about it but like spending that time at least some of that time investing in the relationship is what will make the mentoring relationship beneficial even beyond the set time of the the, the internship or mentoring mm -hmm. or what re formal relationship that is. That's really good, yeah. Because that's the idea is that, that maybe uh, this goes on uh, for a lifetime and that whatever mentoring uh, parameters you set, which are generally pretty healthy to do as you enter a mentoring relationship, that it would go beyond that in scope. That's, that's wise. Number three. Number three, collaborate, don't compete. Uh, so much of the time we um, are interested in making sure that they learn from us. We are excellent at what we do, otherwise no one would have come to us asking for mentoring. And so we know the right way to do these things. We um, can impart that to them and help them become really good ministers too, really effective in ministry. Um, but the reality is sometimes Things have changed. Contexts have changed. The culture has changed. And what worked for us 20 years ago actually might not be the best thing now. Um, and so learning how to listen to the people that we're mentoring, listen to their concerns, listen to their ideas. Uh, ideally, a mentoring relationship is a reciprocal one in which we're learning from one another and that we are growing together in our journeys of faith. And that when we're journeying together and growing together, we're collaborating. Um, and that kind of collaborative spirit is one that can, can take us far. Because then both parties trust one another. There's a mutual respect that is there. But you're not in competition with your mentor. You should ideally want good things for him or her. Uh, you want them to be successful. And so um, try not to be threatened by by this person that you're mentoring, but rather try to work with them and collaborate rather than competing. Yeah, so how does that spirit of, of competition kind of show itself? When, when, what's the warning sign for us of like, okay, I'm being competitive and not collaborative here? Um, well, I think, so I'm not trying to suggest that people are out there intentionally sabotaging <laughs> the people that they're mentoring, um, that they're, they're like, kind of out there fighting for the same jobs or whatever. Right. That I, I'm not trying to suggest that, but I think that this can show up when we um, shut down conversations, mm -hmm. when we make assumptions about what the quote-unquote right way to do something is. Um, that if, if a mentor has had success in, in a certain area or been recognized for something that we ourselves struggle with, that we haven't had, it can be difficult to celebrate that success with them. Um, and, but when we're collaborating, when we're, we're, we're 
um, work putting our gifts together, we can truly celebrate the accomplishments of others and the successes of others. So that would be um, one way. I think another is that we, all of us, tend to um, try to inspire as we are inspired, mm -hmm. and that that can sometimes put a, put us in um, at odds with another person. Uh, I'm, I've learned this best in my parenting. I have one child with a very different personality than I do than I have, and we don't always. Um, I don't always know how to motivate this particular yeah. child of mine because. Uh, um, because we're, you know, anyway, so I think that can happen in mentoring too, that we have to be aware of like what is going to be motivating them so that we're not trying to um, impose our will on them. Yeah, that was a helpful lesson for me as I was uh, mentoring through through the program as a pastor of of what motivates me doesn't motivate everyone. And, uh, and to begin to coach differently when I can uh, identify motivators. I think that was an important lesson uh, that took a while to probably to learn. Um, I'm pretty dense sometimes. <laughs> uh, so number two, hit us, because this is just a brief conversation. We're, we're here just for a minute. Hit us with some resources that we can dive a little deeper and have some, some better uh, study within this scope. Okay, so one of the voices to be listening to and maybe looking out for is Reverend Dr. Jen Graffius. She is the Director of Ministry and Formation at Azusa Pacific University, and she did her doctoral work at Duke on formational ministry. So transformational mentoring for ministry is what she was studying. And so she has written some work on what is what does transformational mentoring in ministry look like. She has some sermons available online on, on mentoring and the importance of mentoring. So I recommend her as a voice to, to watch for. Hopefully her dissertation will be published. But uh, her name again is Reverend Dr. Jen Graffius, and she's at Azusa Pacific University. Another book I would recommend is called Mentoring for Ministry, The Grace of Growing Pastors. And it is edited by Craig Coker, Jason Biasi, and James Howell. So it has an, a, a variety of voices in there, including an essay by Will Willimon. So these really seasoned ministers in ministry um, who are doing this work of mentoring and offering up some suggestions for how we can do this important work of mentoring better. That's great. Yeah, we'll be sure to add that into the, the Amazon cart here at the end of the day <laughs> and uh, just keep having books delivered. That's Everybody right. loves that. Every day, I mean, book. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Okay, so we're down to it. Final thought, what's your number one for mentoring uh, here? Okay, so this is the most controversial one, I, I think. All right. So... Uh, but I think it is really important, so that's why I've saved it for here for the last. Um, don't be afraid to mentor someone of the opposite gender. Um, increasingly, we have more female students studying for ministry at the undergraduate level. So at Baylor, about 60% of our ministry students are women. The reality is that the people in ministry currently are still majority male. And there's just not enough female mentors to mentor all of the young women in need of a ministry mentor. Um, I myself would not be in this position if not for the help of other men in ministry who have invested in my life and spoken truth and grace and love into my journey to ministry. So 
uh, Dr. Curtis Freeman uh, at the Baptist House at Duke uh, early on spoke some of those words uh, into my life of helping me to imagine myself as a minister and what that might look like. My pastor, Reverend Gary Burton, in, uh, at Pitlala Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama, walked through the process of ordination with me and helped me in that discernment process and was just a vital and important voice um, there. And so those are just two of the many men who have been mentors to me. I could name several others, but they invested in my life in important ways. Um, so I think that that's important that um, uh, and along with that, like trying to make sure you're not just mentoring people just like you. That sometimes the temptation is to create little mini versions of ourself. But sometimes the people we can mentor best are people who have different gifts than us. Because then we can truly see their giftedness outside of ourselves. And we can help them to identify their own gifts and grow into them. So I know I've already like given two resources, but I'm going to give one more. So this book uh, by Tara Beth Leach, it's called Emboldened, A Vision for Empowering Women in Ministry. And the, the latter part of the book is called Emboldened Church. And she speaks powerfully about what it means to be an emboldened church. Mm. And as a part of that, she says men can embolden women by mentoring mm. and mentoring well. And she gives very practical suggestions for how that can be accomplished uh, within grace-filled and spirit-filled conversations and relationships. And so I would, I would recommend that to you for kind of a starting point for how this might be done. Well. That's great. No, that's really great. I think, you know, full disclosure in, in part of the conversation <laughs> today, uh, Mandy was a mentor of mine through my doctoral program and just I wouldn't be here where I am today without her work and investment in me. Uh, and I think it's equally important to, to listen to voices um, that aren't like your own. Uh, and it, it's been wildly informative and helpful in my journey and walk and internally grateful for Mandy's investment uh, in, in me and my work and, and know that it ripples out and goes on uh, for, for many generations. Thank you again for being here today. I uh, appreciate it. Glad you were here to join us on 5 Good Thoughts on Mentoring. Uh, we look forward to having you again very soon. Uh, take care.